Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Well, hey, happy midweek. Come on, it's Wednesday night. It's first Wednesday. It's October. Like, is this on? Yeah. The, the, it the is. 10 months already went by the rest of the year. It's, it's crazy. It's October. Well, hey, what's going on? My name is Pastor Tom, and this is my lovely, amazing, beautiful, caring, gold-hearted, proud of a husband, woman of God, wife, Jessica. We are the young adult and uh, student directors. Uh, we oversee our student young adult ministry, uh, as well as some other ministries as well, too. But tonight, we have just the extreme honor of what do we get to do tonight? We're going to do Bible study. Come on. We are continuing our Bible study tonight on the book of Ephesians, and tonight we are talking about the shield of faith. Let them know. Let them know. You need it. You need it. You need the shield of faith. (laughs) You need it. Look at the world. We need that thing. We need need, Yeah. Amen. (laughs) With that being said, go ahead, grab your notes, grab your pen. Uh, If you're eating dinner, we're not a little jealous, but go ahead and eat your dinner, take some notes. I promise you tonight it's going to be a powerful night. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's jump into this thing. It's going to, it's going to be good. Uh, Come on. Can we give it up for our worship team? Aren't we so grateful for all that they do? We're so grateful for our worship team. Um, but we're going we're gonna to jump in tonight, and we're going to continue off of um, our Ephesians Bible study. And as you heard in the, the FHTV news, um, we are in October, which would be known as Clergy Appreciation. If you're like, what is the clergy? It's Pastors Appreciation Month. Um, and so before we get started any further, uh, let's, let's honor our lead pastors. We honor you. We love you, Pastor Desai and Pastor Marie. You are spiritual parents to so many in Freedom House and outside of Freedom House. I know that your voices are extended far beyond these four walls, and we are just honored that we actually get to uh, experience it in person and up close and personal, and you have blessed our lives, our marriage tremendously, and we love that you have a heart for the next generation because the next generation is the best generation. They're the ones that we are leaving the world to. So we love you. We honor you. We thank you. And we appreciate you more than we can say. Amen. Happy Pastors Appreciation Month. You're going to be hearing it. Uh, Honor is one of our core values here Uh, within Freedom House. We say EHC, excellence, honor, commitment. So Pastor Sia, Pastor Marie, we honor you. We love you. Thank you for your investment, not only in our lives, but every single person you minister to and encourage on a daily basis. But with that, that said, we are in October which means we're about to celebrate another year of marriage. Yes, we are. Without giving it away. Come on, if you can guess in the chat how many years we're going to celebrate, I'll give you a high five this Sunday. This Friday is our (laughs) anniversary, uh, but we're going to be celebrating. Did you guess? Did you put it in there? We're actually going to be celebrating three years, three years of marriage, and it's been the best three years of my life. Yes, it has. I love you. I love you more. Okay, let's jump into this word study, because if not... I'm going to get all distracted up here, but um, we're going to continue on in our midweek Bible study. Tonight, we're talking about the shield of faith, and uh, I'm telling you, like my wife said, we need it. So plain and simple, we need it. But more importantly than that is maybe you're a new believer. Maybe you're like, you know, I I don't really understand a lot of what we've been kind of journeying through. Uh, We're going to go sequence by sequence and catch up on our previous uh, midweek studies that we've been doing because what Paul is breaking down here in these verses 
is extremely vital for a believer, not just for a new believer, not just for someone who's been saved for 10 years, but for any believer who associates themselves with the name Jesus. And so we're going to go tonight, we're going to uh, jump into the shield of faith into verse 16. But I want to do a quick little recap because maybe you're tuning in on here for the first time tonight. We want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us here on our, on our online service. Um, but we're, we're picking up in Ephesians chapter 6. And in this pericope, aka, if you're not a Bible college student, paragraph, uh, Paul is writing to the Ephesian people. And what he's saying here is he's equipping them for a battle. All throughout the uh, Ephesian letter in this book of Ephesians, what we've been reading about is how Paul is, one, notifying us that God is actually wanting to grow in relation with him. Two, he's writing about how in this, this city of and region of believers, they're going to face hardships. Yeah. But he's also encouraging them and saying, it's not all just calamity. So you're not just going to go through hardships. But not only are you going to, in those hardships, you're going to have the power of God, yeah. the investment of God, the partnership of God, the exceedingly above and beyond relationship with God. Yeah. And so we're jumping in here tonight, and I want to kind of just summarize real quick verses in chapter 6, verse 10 through 20, because we need to know we're in a fight. If 2020 has not been a fight to you, let me know your secret, <laughs> because for the Rodriguez household, it has been a fight. But we're here tonight, and we're encouraged by all that God has been doing, because we believe that God has positioned us in a season to be able to encourage others that may find hardship. So let's summarize this verse. Do you have something you want to say to that? No. Okay, we're going to summarize this. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on, someone say, put on, put it in the chat. Put on, put on. the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So it's very important to know why we're putting on armor is because there is an oppositional force that is coming against us. So Paul's saying, put on. He's talking about how we're going to go up against strongholds, but we do not fight against flesh and blood, a.k.a. against another human being, but right. we fight against principalities. We fight against strongholds. We fight against evil forces. So last week or the weeks before, let's recap a little bit. Why are we talking about this armor? Again, is we have to know that we're in spiritual warfare. What you're going through is not because your um, astrology sign, daily astrology, whatever they called, told you that you were going to have a bad day. No, no, no. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not going through stuff because you're an Aquarius. <laughs> you're not facing stuff because uh, the, the stars and galaxies are aligned against you. Right. Because the crystals are not on your side. We go through things as believers. I feel this already. For, for That's a big thing in the general. It is. It's a vibe, right? That's a big, it's it's big my vibe. Thing. Like, my vibe is off today, so I'm not going to have a good day. We go through things because there are evil forces in this world. Mm -hmm. We have to know that we're in a spiritual fight. Right. Ephesians 6, 12, for we struggle. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers, against the authorities, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Mm -hmm. We are suiting to stand up against the schemes of the enemy. What did we learn already? What do we have to put on? The first thing we have to put on is the belt of truth. We have to put that one on. The week before that, we learned about the breastplate of righteousness. We have to put the breastplate of righteousness. And last week, we learned about the boots of peace. I want to I wanna quickly focus here. We'll pray and we'll get into it. 
Paul has, has told us three things that we need to put on. But now there's something in this verse that we're gonna read tonight that Paul is telling us, this is not something you just put on. This is something you take hold of. Mm-hmm. Come on, do you need to take hold of something tonight? Right. Do you need to take more hold of faith? Do you need to take more hold of peace? I believe tonight we're gonna have some believers that are logged on here tonight who may be listening to this understand what it means to take hold of the shield of faith. Now, let's be honest. We have too many believers that can get suited up but don't know how to spiritually fight. Mm. We have too many believers going out there in the world and getting wiped by the schemes of the enemy. Come on, let's pray and we're gonna jump into it. So Father, tonight we just say, you take over, Lord. We're thankful for what we get to do. We're excited, God. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would be with my wife and I. For anyone who's, who's logging on tonight in hardship, Lord, would you minister to them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. I'm ready. I'm ready. The keys is making them more holy. Thanks, Daryl. Always got our back on that one. But uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've been in this amazing Bible study. Yeah. And I think it's been pretty much all through COVID. Like we've been in the book of Ephesians. So if I were to ask you online, hey, what's the context of the book of Ephesians? I would hope that there's a few people that can be like, oh, the context is this. And yeah. you'd be able to write this. So what's the context? Come on, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. But we're, t- we're reading tonight in Ephesians 6, verse 16, and it reads like this. It says, in addition to all of this, so now here, let me, let's, let's focus in on this verse. Paul's writing, take up the shield of faith. Notice that word. It doesn't say put on. It says take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So Paul's writing this here, and he's talking about this next piece of equipment. Right. But here's what I want us to zoom in on is looking carefully at this passage on what Paul's actually saying for us to do. The first thing that I notice, what he's saying is, when you put this thing on, something's gonna be a cause and effect. Mm. That by putting this on, there will be an effect, and that effect is actually positive. It's actually gonna be that you are gonna be able to extinguish, and in the Greek word, it actually means to really get rid of, to throw away, to push off all of the attacks of the enemy. How many of us are feeling these attacks (laughs) haven't been putting or taking on the shield of faith. But here's the first thing that I noticed is this is a piece of equipment that is not just something that we put on. The first three things is something that we attach to us as believers. It was something that we would put on us and attach to us. But look at the careful phrasing that Paul is using. He's not just telling us, hey, just go ahead and put this shield of faith on. Mm -hmm. He already told us to put the breastplate of righteousness on. But what, what... I kind of look at when when I'm reading the Bible is why didn't this come first? Mm. Why would we not put a shield of faith on first? It's good. We we, we are in a battle. Right. But the first thing he says, no, put the belt of truth on. Mm -hmm. Put put the, the, the breastplate of righteousness on. Put the boots of peace on. And then after you've done that, put and take the shield of faith so that you can withstand Mm. the schemes of the enemy. Right. Here's what I think about that. So when I notice what I'm reading that, is that we have to have an understanding that, do you think the shield was made out of wood? No. No, right? Do you think it was made out of metal? Maybe it'd be a little bit more durable? Um, something stronger than Something stronger? That, yeah. So right there we're seeing is Paul is using this, this imagery in the Bible and he's describing our, our repertoire. He's describing things that we need to put on as believers. Mm. 
But here's what I like about this is it's not made out of a materialistic thing. Right. It's made out of our faith. So why do I think that Paul waits a little bit in this series of, of things that we do as believers is because if I'm being honest, when people first get saved, they're so zealous. Mm. They want to go, let's change this. <laughs> let's go outreach here. Yeah. Let's sign up for this and this and this and this and this. And I, look, I'm not saying those things are bad. Yeah. But maybe we can learn something through the series that Paul is writing to us of saying, look, there is a progression that takes place in spiritual warfare. And I believe we get to this now piece of equipment because there is a, um, a development that needs to happen within our faith. You need to right. see God move in your life. Because right. otherwise you're going to think, I, I don't know if I believe all that. I think I just had good vibes when I was in service mm. on Sunday. I think it was just like they had the AC. You know when you're a new believer and you're praying and you're like, I think I felt the Holy Ghost and you look and it's the fan right there. And you're like, oh, that's just the fan. But see, I think Paul is writing this and he's starting to break down. And he's saying, no, what I'm trying to get you to understand, believer, hmm. is that there is a progression to spiritual warfare. So let's have some real talk tonight. Because not only are we learning about something we have to take on, hmm. but we're also seeing something that takes place and that's the fiery arrows. Right. So let's ask this question. How quick do you begin to doubt God when the fiery arrows come? We're going to talk tonight. <laughs> I'm going to look at you because I feel like if I look at the lens, they're going to be like, oh, Pastor Tom. <laughs> How many of you thought this year you were going to see God do some incredible things? God, I'm going to see my marriage restored. Yeah. God, I'm going to see my family saved. God, I'm going to see my business grow. Mm. God, I'm going to see this. And then boom. It's real talk. This is what begins to happen. We begin to go through this series and it's like, you know what? I don't know anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know if God can do this. So now we're, we're finding holes within our armor. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about this continuation of this verse? He says, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So Paul's now telling us that there's something that we need to take on. And mm -hmm. I feel like we build good context into this now. Got to take on the shield of faith. But he's warning us and he's saying that fiery arrows are coming. Right. What do you think that means to you? What's God been speaking to you? Because we were preparing last night and I'm just like, I'm just going to, you got this, okay? You got this. <laughs> but go ahead. What do you think? No, I need you. I definitely need you. But I, need uh, you I when we were studying this, I really felt like we need to go back to the beginning because the reality is in the Bible, the attacks of the enemy don't start in the middle. They literally start in the garden. And so I wanna go back to Genesis three, one through five. And it says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from the tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And I think that this little snippet alone shows what some of the tactics of the enemy are. And I think, you know, and feel free to jump in, but I you know, he, he'll question what God has spoken to you. So, you know, 
she says, you must not eat of the fruit from the garden in the, or from the fruit in the middle of the garden. And the, the snake says, well, you certainly won't die, even though God told her that she would. And uh, I think that we know that maybe they obviously didn't die, but spiritually, they definitely fell. And I think that when our, spirits, our spirit dies, it, we may very well be dead. I mean, I think that that's what we operate like, in. You're, you're just dry. Yeah, like I, you're what, dry like bones a little bit again. Yeah. I don't. Even, I can't even say it. But you're, you're just you're, you're. You begin to notice when you're dry, when you're always upset. Yeah. You're always frustrated. You're always bitter. Right. Your 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 emotions are running rampant, and I think as as you're talking about this, what I think of is, it's like, if I'm in there in the garden, okay, I just, this is how my mind works when I read the Bible. I would kind of be a little freaked out if a snake started talking to me. Like, oh, yeah. Like, surely you won't die? Like, what? Like, what's going on here? Like, but, but I think that when we read the Bible, we have to not rush through it. Hmm. We have to pause. We right. have to really see what's going on because let's, let's, let's play on to this as we're talking about fiery arrows and armor and defense that we're talking about. Right. Because in Genesis 3, what we're seeing right up the bat, the first verse is saying, now the serpent was more crafty. Mm, yeah. How do you know when something is tempting you? It's crafty. It, it, it's, it's, it's working its way in there. How do you know I think when... it's also the things that you think are a coincidence. Right. Like... Oh my gosh. I was thinking about this last night <laughs> because here's what happens. Here's what we hear. Student young adult directors. Here's what we hear all the time. It's like, bro... Like she just, my ex just hit me up out of nowhere. Like, or like I was praying. Not out of nowhere. I was praying and like, God, like, like, is this faith? Like, is this fate? Like, is this, is this fate? Past and it's like, yeah, man of God, you have now entered into spiritual warfare 101. <laughs> it's like, right. or they just slid into my DMs. Like, and it's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Before we, 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 we jump into conclusions. If there is a craftiness. Yeah. We were talking to our Bible college students last night because what we need to gain a concept of is this idea of temptation mm. and craftiness right. because the two correlate with fiery arrows. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything you want to add on to the, the temptation, the craftiness, the fiery arrows before I get into what I want to share? I, I mean, I think that you, we just, if not tonight, you meditate on those five verses and really identify that if there are voices, because sometimes voice, the voice of the enemy can actually come through people. And we have to know that is somebody who is going to mock the things that God has spoken to you, who's going to make you question the things God has spoken to you, make you question the house you're planted in. There are so many ways that the enemy will devise a plan. And sometimes Unfortunately, people don't identify that they are being used as a tool for these plans to be carried out. And so we have to have discernment. We have to be aware and we have to really know whose voice we're standing on and what, whose voice we're hearing from and what we're going to choose to listen to. Amen. I told you, I'm just here to supplement you, girl. That's, that's it. I'm just here. You're, that's it. That's it. We can end the Bible no, study right turn. there. <laughs> But with that being said, is I love what you said is we, we have to know what voice is speaking to us. The next level in your spiritual maturity, and, and if, if you're not at that level yet, you may be like, 
Pastor Tom, what? When you know you're growing in your walk with God is you can discern the voice of God, but you can also discern the voice of the enemy. That's the next level in your spiritual maturity. So I want to talk a little bit on this temptation here. Because in order for us to, to put away the fiery darts is we have to know where temptation comes from. Mm-hmm. We've been breaking down about spiritual warfare. We've been breaking down about, um, you know, the battle that we're in. But some of our own spiritual warfare, I'm going to look at you when I say this, is because of the decisions we make. Right. The devil was after me. No, you just made a choice. Mm-hmm. And now you're reaping what you sow. <laughs> so, Temptation. What, what, what I'm seeing in this verse here in Genesis chapter 3 is, again, when I, when I read the Bible, I look at it at, at from different angles. So a question I asked our Bible college students last night, how close do you think they were in proximity to the tree? Hmm. Because this, this, this serpent had to have been close enough to allow Eve to see the tree to be tempted. Right. So here's what it tells me about temptation. It's a lot closer to home than you think. Right. Temptation is a lot closer than you think. Now, let me qualify my statement here because I have scripture to back that up. When I say that, I mean that most of our temptation comes from within us. This is why we have the battle of the spirit and the flesh. And why you need the shield of faith because we've got to put that flesh in submission. James chapter 1, verse 13 through 14. Some of you, this verse is your 2020 verse. You can just highlight this, circle it, write it on a notepad, a a little sticky, and read it every single day, and it's going to help you from here on out. Here's what it says. When tempted, okay, I'm warning you. This is, we're, we're going layers and layers in this, okay? No one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So right there. You have to know that if you're facing temptation, it's not from God. Mm. So how do I know when I'm being tempted? And how do I know when God is testing me? Temptation leads you away from God, right. away from his word, away from the things he asks. Testing from God leads you closer to him. Good. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own, by someone else's evil desire. <laughs> by your evil desire, not mine. You're dragged away by temptation when it's a generational stronghold. Hmm. You're dragged away by temptation when it's your neighbors. No, we are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, meaning it's it's already been brewing up here. It's already now planted its way in your heart. It gives birth to sin. Hmm. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So what are they saying when it talks about death in the Bible right here. Mm. It's not talking about an actual mortality. It's it's talking about the spiritual side of us, that our spirit now is not in right standing. Mm -hmm. So what am I trying to say to get us back into now to focus on the scripture? You have to be careful when you are at your most vulnerable moments in life. Here's what I mean by that. When you're hurt, you have to watch what temptation comes from you when you're betrayed, when you're backstabbed, Mm. when you're let down. Let's have a real talk. When God disappoints you, Mm. because those temptations are going to well up from within you. It's not a temptation from your neighbor. It's a temptation from our evil desires. Now, 
Does that mean when I get saved, I'm not, I'm not saved? No. Just means that there's this, this nasty in us called the flesh right. and our spiritual lives need to be fed. Mm-hmm. So we have another verse and I think this is going to help us kind of bridge now back in because here's what we're doing is we're laying this foundation of saying there's a spiritual warfare going on, but there's also a craftiness behind why Paul is saying fiery arrows. I want to, I want to tell you the enemy is smart yeah. and how precise is he? We know a little thing or two, right? <laughs> there are some things that were very, very precise in this precise. season. And before a we move on, too close to home. Uh, before we move on, you have to know that the enemy is looking for you in your weakest moments. Mm-hmm. Why do we need a shield of faith? Why do we need this armor? Because he knows when our armor is off. He right. knows when it's down. Here's what the enemy will do. And he'll land right by you. And I said, no, that one didn't get them. Okay. I love, and my wife will call me out on this, I love, like, um, old, like, historian wars. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, I love it. <laughs> because it, I love the, like, the cinematics behind it. You know, they're, like, in these nights, and they're, like, fighting for Christianity, and it's just all tore up back then. But <laughs> God is good. But here's what they used to do when they would um, found out that, you know what, bone arrows aren't as effective after you get hit by one, because they would produce greater armory. Their, bre- their, their uh, shields were better. So what they would do was they would actually poison, put poison on the tip of the arrow. And so when someone was nicked by it, or if it just grazed them, what would end up happening is they would actually get poison in their blood system, and they would end up dying that way. Why is Paul giving us this imagery of a fiery arrow? It's because he knows what gets you going. Mm-hmm. And if he can hit once, and your armor's not up, yeah. it is going to just not hit. It is going to have an effect. Right. So Paul is saying, you need to know, believer, is that when the enemy is coming and he shoots these fiery arrows, he knows where he's shooting them. Yeah. Because he knows what you've been into. Why does Paul telling us, take on the shield of faith? Because he knows the warfare that goes behind it. Okay, let's go on to the next verse we have. Um, it's 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11 in the message version. It says, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. Amen. Does anything you want to add to that one? I think that there are so many parts of this that relate to the shield of faith um, and, the, and the scripture in Ephesians is, you know, it says the devil is poised to pounce. That means the devil is waiting to shoot that arrow. The the devil is waiting for you to be napping, for you to not be alert. Basically everything opposite that it warns you of in this scripture. And um, it says, you know, keep your guard up, keep a a firm grip on the faith. It's, you know, your shield is something that you are to wear. It's not something that you're supposed to take off. And um, 
I think additionally, it says it's the same with Christians all over the world. You're not alone. And we have to know, like my husband said, once you're saved and temptation comes, doesn't mean you're not saved. Once hard times come, it does not mean you're not saved. It does not mean that God does not love you. And we have to remember that he does get the last word. And in that scripture, it reminds me that if I'm not going through this alone because other Christians are, it means I need to be in community with other Christians. Right, because I think a lot of times what we, what we tend to do, what will make our armor weak, is we say, I must be the only one going through this. Hmm. So I'm not going to go to church because I don't want them to know that I'm going through things. Right. <laughs> I don't need them to know I don't have it all put together. Yeah. We always say that's the best time to come to the house of God because you're going to experience a greater level of worship. You're going to be able to experience a greater level of, of his presence. You're going to be able to know, okay, God, Someone may just come and boom, like, just give you a word right there. Yeah. And you're just like, man, that was so timely. The, but but yeah. the enemy has a way of tricking us and saying, no, 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 you shouldn't go to church today. Mm. You're just, you're, 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 you're all over the place. You what are people really going to think about you? You need a bath. And that's you 2020. I got to have self-care. To just relax. Yeah. You need to you need a spa day. do things that are definitely not godly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I think that the, something that comes to mind to me is, you know, they say, uh, if you can't handle the heat, stay out of the kitchen. Well, if you're going through some heat, get back to church. Like that is when you need to be in church. Do not flee from it. Do not flee from the house of God. We need to hear it because chances are you're going through some things. You're not. The reality is not many of us will instantly go to our Bible. We go to friends for advice. We go to podcasts. We go to voices in the media. We, we look to, to have some type of peace from the news with what's going on with COVID and all these things in the I'm reality. I'm just trying to is, stay up to date. I'm just trying to stay informed. Right. That's it. But then you're freaking out and you can't sleep. Yeah, right. but you need to come to the house of God, tune into the house of God and hear what the word of God says, because at the end of the day, he does have the final say. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. He has the final victory. Amen. And something you said last night, um, we're going to kind of piggyback back and forth right now, and we'll get into the next verse in, in Genesis. Uh, this is, this, I'm giving you credit because you said it. This is what she said last night we were preparing. She said, the Bible doesn't speak to it specifically. Oh, yeah. Do you remember what you said? Go ahead. I don't want yeah. to steal your thunder. <laughs> I said the Bible doesn't speak to it specifically, but think about any war we've ever heard about. Soldiers don't go into battle by themselves. So we're talking about all of these, these things that we need to put on as a soldier, as a Christian soldier in today's world. We would not go into battle by ourselves. God did not place us on the earth by ourselves for us to try and battle all the darkness. <laughs> like we, we would be in battle with others. And if you, you, you know, tuning in at home, you likely have a brother or a sister, a mother, father, someone that you're related to, or even a friend next to you. That is somebody that you're going to battle with. And we need that community. We need to get plugged into connect groups. We need to have that person we can call that can pray for us because if we surround ourselves with people who are not suited up in the same armor, it's going to be really hard to get through some of the hard things in life. Yeah, I agree. And we were, we were kind of just talking about this and I kind of want to segue into this point is in Genesis three, verse six talks about now how Eve bit of the fruit, but Adam was right there the whole time. A lot of times what we tend to drop off as we're going through things is, let's just get honest, we get tired, mm. okay? We get tired. Yeah. 
And a lot, we're, we, we've been breaking this down, the Pentateuch and Bible College, shameless plugs all night, register for spring semester already. It's going to bless your socks off, Pastor says. <laughs> but you will get tired carrying this armor that Paul's telling us mm. to put on. You're going to get tired, husband, praying for your wife, mm. believing God for things. It's a lot of stress that gets put on us from how am I going to provide? How are we going to pay these bills? How are we going to yeah. you know, put food on the table? And what if I lose my job? And wives is how am I going to you know, speak to the wives things? Like, you know, be there and support taking care and of emotional. The home, supporting and, emotionally, taking care of the children. Um, you know, many women are, are working in today's world. So being able to work, but also be there for my children and the, just the, the hormonal aspects that all of us women go through. There are so many things, you know, the enemy will play on those things. The enemy will play on our hormones in the time of the month. So this is real talk. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> amen. <laughs> there are some girls laughing. I know all I'm the not men alone. of God and husbands said, amen. Thank you for, for, thank you. Do you know how many, how many breakthroughs are going on in, in, in houses tonight? <laughs> We're just having fun. Okay. We're having fun. But, Back to, back to Bible study. I want to scoot this up because there's something that, that God showed me that I had to do. Can you scoot your chair back just a little bit? Just a little bit. Perfect. Here that we're seeing, Paul is telling us, he's saying, one, attach these things to you. Put these things on. But with this specific thing that he's telling us, saying to take, to grab. So this thing is, is holding us. Now, I want to paint this image for you being logged on because maybe you're like, okay, I understand that there's an attack on me. I understand, you know, there's spiritual warfare. I understand that it's precise and it's very, you know, very, very precise. But what does this look like? Mm. Like, what does the shield of faith look like? And if you're one of those people that need pictures drawn for you, if there's anything the enemy has been trying to do in this season, has been t- it's been very, very successful at, is he's been making you tired carrying your faith. Mm. He's been making you tired of carrying your shield. So let's use Genesis 3, verse 6, and the garden scene to set a stage. Oftentimes in your walk, there will be times where you do not have the stamina nor spiritual capacity to carry your own shield. You're going to need to borrow someone else's faith. Here's what happens because we all get holes in our armor from time to time. As a husband, I have to make sure that if my wife's, now this is not me saying that, you know, you're just weak and you can't carry your own shield. Like, come on, like, ugh, toughen up. Like, come on. But there's going to be times where I have to say, okay, God, I'm believing for you in this. I have my shield of faith, God. I know what your word says. I know what your promises are. I'm going to choose to now cover my wife. I'm going to now choose to place a shield over her with my shield of faith. Yeah. Sorry if I'm blocking. I'm trying to paint a picture here. My shield of faith so that whatever the enemy, man, I feel this for marriages, whatever the enemy is shooting at my wife is being shot at my shield. Why? Because my shield, it doesn't say that just Jessica Rodriguez's shield will only fend off the attacks for her. It just says the shield of faith. So when we're going through a marriage is facing spiritual warfare, you have to know if one spouse or one person in the family doesn't have have that that yet, I'm going to choose to stand and take those, those fiery arrows that I have the spiritual faith to stand. I, I can take on this. And there's sometimes it, re, it reverses. Right. Go ahead. I, no, stand up in front of me. Stand up in front of me real quick. I didn't know that that's what you were going to have me do. There's sometimes where 
I may be having a hard time. I, to, to speak to this, I remember when, I, I don't want to block good, you. Yeah, you're good, you're I remember when we were going through a really hard time and God spoke to me and said, the enemy actually isn't trying to take you out. He's trying to use you to take your husband out. And that, oh, give me chills. That killed me. And I remember telling him and I said, the enemy is trying to put me through hell to knock you down because of the call that's on your life. And it's not that I don't have a call in my life, but I know the call that's on my husband's life. It's going to make me emotional. And it was so hard, everything that I was going through. And I knew my husband was getting tired because he was praying for me and fasting for me. I got so skinny because I was fasting so much. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, God, I'm wasting (laughs) away here. Overweight, <laughs> but uh, it's quarantine though. I should fast again though. <laughs> but you, you do. You have to know and have the discernment, and I think that it also is important to know who you want to invite into battle with you, because the reality is, just because somebody is doing life with us doesn't mean that they're going to battle with us. And we also have to make sure that those people we're inviting in are the ones that are going to cover us in prayer, that are going to lend faith, that they're they're not going to lend a bottle, they're going to lend faith, and they're not going to gossip. Right. They're, they're not, not going to say, gossip. tell me so that I can pray for you. Right. Tell me. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> tell me because I want to I put you on my prayer wall. Mm. But then you find out somehow I got around. It's like on 15 prayer walls. And it's like, but I didn't even tell you, bro. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I think Okay, that. go on. And then because you're on it with marriage right now because there's families also that are attached to that. And I think, I think. Parents, gain an understanding of when your child is going through spiritual mm, warfare. Right. You'll, God will give you the eyes to see it. And you have to step in, parent. You have to step into that and say, look, you, you may not know, but the enemy is after you. And, and if you feel like there's so much tension, so much, like, like it's just a whirlwind in your household, the chances are you're probably under spiritual warfare. And the yeah. enemy knows what fiery dart to shoot. Right. So how do we now, let's, let's tie this all back in now. Because here's what I love about this verse. Paul is just not telling us to suit up. Right. He's telling us, when you do this, this is in, in the Bible. When you do this, here's verse 16. I'm going to find it right now. Verse 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Right. So it's not that we're just taking this, this shield. It's not that we're just adding another material item on us right. with your new Gucci belt and your Dior whatever. God is a stunner, okay? He's going to bless you, okay? You got, got a whole fit, drip outfit. <laughs> but when he's talking about this, what, what if we found the right community? That when you feel so weak in your faith, they say, no, 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 no. I got you. I got you. I can cover you. This is not leaving here. This is staying here with me. I will fast with you. I will will believe God with you. I'm going to journey. You're down because you got to stand. The Bible says to stand firm. If you're down, I got you. Because here's an illusion that, or here's an analogy that, that these ancient fights used to take place is they would link up side by side so that the shields would actually cover from the toe all the way past their head. There was no gaps. There was no gaps in Mm -hmm. it. What if your gaps are solved by someone actually holding you accountable? So good. Can someone tell you no? 
and you not be offended by it. Oh, you just think you're better than me. You've just been saved a little bit longer. No, 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 no. What we see with Gen Z and and the young adults that we pastor, it's not so much that they don't want accountability. Mm. It's just that accountability has betrayed them before. Mm. So they're a little little turned off by it. It's like, well, how do I know you're going to be truthful? Let's just build equity in our relationship then. How do I know it's private? How How do do I I know it's private? How do I know it's private? But but let's, let's, let's tie this in. How do we carry our shield of faith with the last few minutes we have? One, we got to have community. You, there's going to be times you, you're shielded, you're weak. It's, it's weak. Your faith is, is, it's been depleted. It's been a tough year. You got to get in community. You got to get into a connect group. You got to come back to in-person services. You got to, you got to reach out to somebody. It takes training and equipment. This is the training and equip and equipping part. Yeah. The next one is accountability. You have to have someone that can walk you through steps in your life. You got to ask questions. One thing that we get is, well, I just don't want to bother you. And it's like, look, it's not a bother. Yeah. But if you're going through it, reach out. Mm-hmm. Send someone a text. Ask for prayer. Last but not least is ultimately, is we have to make sure our shield is of the most important thing. It's not built out of wood. It's not built out of metal. Yeah. Our shield has to continue to grow in our faith in God. Bottom line, mm-hmm. I can't protect my wife if I'm not spending time with God. Right. I can't cover my family if I'm saying, God, I got this. Right. Single person, because you're like, I left you out. You want to know how you can build the best singleness. Build your spiritual armor before you have a covering over you. Mm. Men of God, young single men of God, don't tell me you're ready to be married when you have no armor on you. Right. Don't tell me I'm ready to get married when you don't even know how to build your faith. We have to grow in these things because I'm tired. We're tired of seeing young people being taken out by the enemy because they got no armor on. Yeah. Go ahead. I feel like you want to add something onto that. No, I I think when him, he's, he's speaking to the young, the young, the single people, single people are all ages, but he's talking to the single people. It made me think of, uh, pastor Brian and Alyssa were actually on stories on Instagram and she said, single tip. And he said, if you're not disciplined in your single season, you're not going to be disciplined in your married season. And you as a single person need to get the disciplines that you desire in a spouse. They are not going to solve those problems for you. They cannot make you be disciplined. You mean I have to start budgeting now? Yes. Save your money. You mean I (laughs) have to have habits? (laughs) Yeah, you need to break those habits. You need to get healed. For you to be vulnerable for the enemy is to be unhealed. You are not healed of your past relationships. You're going to be looking for some of those soul ties in the person that you're looking to date next. You're going to fall into the habits you fell with the person in sin before if you didn't get healed from that. And now you're falling into sin with somebody who's actually in the church. We have to make sure that we are healed so that we're not vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. And before we are married so that we can have those spiritual disciplines down and we're not looking for somebody to make us whole. I'm just looking for somebody to do life with. I'm just looking for somebody to compliment me, not somebody to complete me. Amen. And in closing, (laughs) we will stand to that. I don't want to make it as in you just are always in a fight. Paul is giving us this imagery of defense now. So there's things that are attached to us, the belt that we put on, the, the breastplate of righteousness, the boots of peace. And I want you to see what's attached to all these things. They are descriptors and characteristics of God. Righteousness, peace, or sorry, 
uh, truth, peace, and now faith. Paul is showing us and building into this spiritual repertoire for us. Here in closing, and, and how do we do that? Paul writes in verse 18, and he says, in all occasions, pray. Yeah. And in all occasions, pray. So what are we going to do to close out this night? Because we know it's been a fight. Yeah. We're going to tell them one day, but for right now, we are fighting. Yeah. So we we're not been. just up here telling you, oh, put on the shield of faith. Yeah. It's so easy. Current experience, but it's so easy. Come on, come on, believer. It's so easy. Put it on. No, 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 no. We've had to lean on these scriptures in this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And I believe you learn this, 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 what Paul is teaching us through this Bible study. You're going to be able to stand and you're going to be able to extinguish yeah. all the fiery darts that the enemy is shooting at you. Let's pray. We're going to jump back into worship. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you, God, that you're equipping us. We thank you, Lord, that you are showing us, God, what we need to do in this season. Because I believe, Lord, that as more things begin to reopen, you are gonna ask a lot from people who call on your name. It's not gonna be, God, that you're asking them to do and, and completely throw everything away, but you are gonna ask them to, to reach out to someone who you, who you show them to be hurting. So God, strengthen us by your spirit, Strengthen us, Lord, to see, Lord, the attacks that the enemy is pouring on. Father, we need you. We put on tonight the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the boots of peace, God. And tonight, we take our stand. We stand firm and we take up the shield of faith. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, would you worship him for a few moments? Come on, give him your word. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.